the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. I have a very special guest from the West Coast today, Danny Brown with Compass Real Estate out of Los Angeles, Beverly Hills. Over 20 years selling in the West Side, Los Angeles, Brentwood, Bel Air, Palisade, Santa Monica. Probably the list goes on and on. He's also been on Real Trends Wall Street Journal 1000 for over a decade. That's a major feat. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, Danny, you are celebrating your sixth season with your podcast, The Deal with Danny Brown. We and, are. Yeah, and that is with uh, Stephen Shapiro and Kurt Rappaport, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, we're actually launching season six today, this afternoon. And it's actually Stephen Shapiro, who's the yeah. who's partner's Kurt Rappaport, who is gotcha. probably the top producing in the history of mankind. But right. yes. That is a major yeah. deal, man. That's 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 worth listening to. So so for sure. Well, Danny, welcome to the show. Uh, Thanks you know, for having me. Good to be here. Yeah, a lot to talk about, man. So let's uh, do it. Everybody wants to know, guys, successful like you in real estate in a in a in that area. I got to tell you, man. You know, just I I I come from L.A. Well, not the L.A. that you're in, but. Uh, <laughs> Ventura, <laughs> close but, enough. Ventura yeah, right down the street. Um, so yeah, but when I felt uh, like, yeah, right, <laughs> just down the highway, you'll get there in four hours. Yeah. Um, when I think of you know real, real real estate, high end luxury real estate, um, you know, I've got family there. I've got one right there in Beverly Hills. Uh, that that's what people think about. So yeah. tell me how you got here. I mean, start at the beginning. How'd you get into real estate and how'd you get to where you are now? It's a long Ooh. story. Let's I'm going to lean back. I'm going to lean back. A quick summary. Well, I grew up in Los Angeles. So, and I grew up on the West side of Los Angeles. And um, I went to, I finished school locally at USC. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually after college, uh, I was wanting to be in the music business. So my first career was in the music business. And I, uh, in college, was interning at Interscope Records, who at the time was just launching Dr. Dre's Chronic Mm -hmm. album, and it was the beginning of Interscope Records exploding. So I thought that's what I wanted to do. And I did do that for, you know, probably eight to 10 years, working with bands, uh, Jimmy Eat World, and uh, on and on and on. Uh, Several bands working for the people that, sign them and help market them. And at some point in that uh, journey, my best friend and roommate at the time uh, was working for the top agent, David Offer, uh, at Prudential. He still is the top agent and killing it. And I said, well, I think I can, maybe I do this part time and I'll funnel some money into some of the bands I'm managing. So he said, yeah, not a good idea. Nobody really does the kind of business we're doing. But I think you would be great at it. You should try it. So that was the, the intention. This is in 2000, about 2001. I was going to make money in real estate and funnel it into a couple of the bands I was working with. 
Because at that point, I was on my own going out as a manager, producer. And quickly, real estate took off. And I was closing deals, even though I was clueless and, you know, scrambling. But boom, 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 closing deals. And all sorts of drama was happening with the music groups, with the drugs and the alcohol and, and not my scene, really. And, you know, conflicts and personal issues and mental health, all this crap. Right. And I'm like, I, it was like, bing, light bulb went off. I didn't think I wanted to sit in nightclubs, uh, smoky nightclubs till three, four in the morning yeah. with a bunch of drug addicts trying to chase bands around for the rest of my life. And if I felt that way in my 20s, like I was projecting out 30 years, I'm like, I don't know that I'm going to want to do that. So real estate, I ran with it and I let go of, of the entertainment. And, uh, you know, that was 20 plus years ago, started with first starting in the business. I would do deals because I was young and I went not even though I was connected and knew a ton of people in LA, I didn't know the high end and people certainly weren't handing me high end listings. So I was doing deals for LA, you know, way out near Ventura, really. Yeah. You know, Granada Hills, Silmar, yeah. Echo Park, you know, 200,000, 100,000, For me, I was, I was a young guy, so I was happy. Boom, boom, boom. But I certainly wasn't doing the mega million deals. And I always thought it was so unaccessible and so far out of reach. And I just sort of just, methodically climbed the ladder. At first I thought doing a million dollar deal was big. And then a couple of years later, if I can do a $3 million, that'd be huge. Then a seven and then a 10 and then a 20. And, the, and so it, it's not an overnight situation for me at all, but it's been a 20 year climb. And, you know, yeah, now it's, now it seems like it's an overnight thing, but it, it yeah. wasn't at all. Yeah, it never is, right? And if it is, there was somebody there to kind of scoot you along. Does the journey ever end? No. Right. I, you're, I, only as good as, you're only as good as your next deal. So you yeah. just close something for 10, 30, 50. Uh, if you don't hustle, you might never do another deal again. So uh, I think good brokers have that that belly, that, that fire in their belly. Well, you're, you're not, you got to get the next deal. You celebrate for a night, have a nice dinner, wake up, and now you're on the hunt again. And it's time to put deals together. So yeah, it, I don't think it ever ends. I think you're continuously learning and growing. And right. if you're not, you're probably not very good at what you're doing. Right. It's just, it's kind of like Cardone says, you know, you got to be willing to do the things nobody else does. And, you know, that at the end of the day, that's what it is. You know, it, yeah. no matter whether it's real estate or not, uh, to be successful at anything, because 99.9% .9 of people aren't doing it. Correct. So, Sounds right. great, but no one wants to put in the work yep. and the blood set and, and tears day yeah. after day, after year after year. And that's the silver bullet. That's what you need to do. Yeah, exactly. So so we've talked about the past a little bit, and that's a fascinating story, by the way. I'm, I'm probably going to use your story and tell somebody else that story, just so you know. That's unless fine. You, <laughs> unless you've copywritten it or something or got a trademark oh. on your story. But uh, that's a good story, though, because who wouldn't at 25 years old or 28, you know, say, hey, man, I want to hang out in clubs and hang around with Snoop Dogg and whoever and yeah. uh, you know, Dre and listen to music and then just have them eat deals. Yeah. But, you know, I'm in my 50s now and I'm like, oh, my gosh, if I stay up past 1130 some nights, I'm, uh, I'm worn out, you know, I don't tell anybody that just the people listening. But yeah, um, exactly, yeah. It did, uh, you know, hey, look, I like to have a good time, like like anyone else, sure. off speed. But I just it, it that was a seven day a week grind yeah. that I, just, you know, I was burning out already in my twenties. Right. 
you know, you're like, I'm willing to do the seven days a week. I get it. Okay. I've got to keep the momentum going, but this isn't it. Um, So let's talk about, you know, we've talked about the past, how you got to where you are now. Let's talk about now. So, you know, tell me about, yeah, let's talk about it. I mean, what, what's your target market? Um, You know, we know the areas I, I, you know, say those names, Bel Air, Beverly Hills, everything near Rodeo Drive, you know, whatever it might be. Um, But, you know, I gotta say, I, I feel like I still can't get arrested. I feel like I can't find a deal. I can't get a listing. I can't beg for it. I still feel that way. You know, you, you look at all drives the you. That's that's the <laughs> that fire in your belly, right? I don't know if it is or if it's just the godforsaken business that we've chosen. Yeah. But uh, okay. look, uh, yeah, West Side LA for me, LA is humongous. It's like you know, as you know, forty cities in one city and it's hard to work all of it. So I work the West side. It's a lot of the neighborhoods that people probably think about uh, Beverly Hills, Brentwood park, Palisades, Riviera, Santa Monica, North of Montana, little Homeby, Homeby Hill. So it's the prime West side, uh, you know, and I also do the bird streets in Truesdale, which is a little bit of the, uh, the sunset strip rock and roll area where I, where I started my career. So yeah, I mean, look, the, the business I do is, uh, you know, I still do a lot of bread and butter, not necessarily all high end. Uh, there isn't that many high end deals. You know, in, in L.A., there's more in Florida, too, where you are. There's more. You know, the reality is you're not going to do 50, 50, 50 million dollar deals don't happen 50 times a year in L.A. So it's great. I'm always chasing the whale. And yes, you want to pop a 20 or a 50. And you right. can get a 100 plus incredible but day to day you know my average price point when you average it out it's probably five six seven million and i try to churn as many of those out and that may sound like a big number if you're not in a market like la or new york or san francisco or uh, palm beach or miami but that you know that's sort of the middle middle market of la is probably around that three to ten million at the middle market the entry level is probably the one to three depending on where you are in la and, uh, you know, so that I try to just my bread and butter deals happen. And, you know, I've sold, I'll sell a hundred uh, million dollar condo too. And, yeah. and if I get lucky once in a while, we get a big listing and, you know, the, that's what we're excited about. But most of it is the bread and butter consistency, doing the deals every day. And that's usually in that three to $10 million range. Right. You know, I, I, I thought about this. I, I wasn't going to tell you, but I, I'm going to go ahead and tell you because it just makes me laugh. I was doing my due diligence, you know, as I always do before the shows. And uh, so I was, I was at your site and I was looking at your listings. And I don't know if it was because it was five in the morning. <laughs> right. I don't know if my eyes were deceiving me, but I was I wanted to look at your listings. Right. So I'm looking at your listings. I go, oh, that's nice. That's nice. Well, you know, the three condos you have up in the hills for <laughs> one for one point five or one point four nine. Yes. Now you may you may not even be maybe an admin puts that there for you. I don't know. No, but, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, it's an Eagle Rock. Yeah, Eagle Rock, right? I'm not kidding you, Danny. I looked at that and I and I glasses, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, four hundred ninety nine thousand. Four hundred ninety nine is what I read, and I was like, I wonder if he's awake at two a.m. I wonder if I could call them right now and buy these right in this minute. Right I was now. like, that's got to be a steal. And then I don't know if I came back to it. I took some notes and I came back and then it was one point, you know, 1.4, which is still 
you know, not a bad deal, right? For where it's where it's at, and the yeah, uh, you know, it's, they're nice. Uh, but it was just funny how I kind of misread that real quick, and I was like, "Well, I think you really did misread it at three or four in the morning." I don't know what you were drinking because right? those aren't those aren't actual townhomes. That's actually renderings of what oh. could be built on those parcels, which right. are as steep as the Himalayas. They're three vertical lots, I and they are. They're five four five hundred thousand dollars for each lot, lot three yeah. three one five for the package. Then you got to build on a vertical hill with caissons, right? So that's why, and it's in Eagle Rock, which is east side of LA. So right there, you go. That's what you get in the east side of LA. You can buy right. a lot of cliff like this. People falling over each other on in houses over there. You still pay one point five million. Yeah, there. Yeah. But I, I, but it was. I wasn't drinking. It was five a.m. We, had, I, I do all my liner notes and stuff, you know, real early and get started at eight. And I was like, no way. What a deal! It's a steal. And then you show I, up like, uh, I don't, I don't, Terry's three hours behind me. I'm gonna tell him right now. I'm getting this done. And <laughs> uh, and then I re, I, I don't know why, but I refreshed or whatever, you know. And and I go, yeah, it makes more sense, you know. <laughs> Oh well, I had I had seven seconds of excitement there from your from your website. So. Sorry, sorry to burst your bubble. No, that's all right. My bad. <laughs> I knew I should have told you. But uh, so okay, so that's where you're at now. Let's talk about the future a little bit. You know, where do you see Compass? You know, I know you work with you know uh, Compass as a company in development and kind of what they're doing. Uh, so tell me, you know, what do you see in the next five years for yourself for Compass and you know, get out your crystal ball you got there behind you and tell me what, yeah, there we go. What's going to happen? The genie in the bottle, the crystal right. ball. Well, that, that's, you know, let me try to unpack that because that's the several questions in, in one. There's, you know, where do I see myself and then where do I see right. Compass, which is also a very hot topic in the media. People yes. love to beat up on Compass and, and yeah. the sky's falling and we're the, you know, we're wasting money and losing money and da 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 the media is really painting an awful picture and it's right. probably, uh, although there's some truth to it, it's, it's certainly blown well out of proportion and the narrative is negative. Uh, every brokerage right now is going through a transition because the market shifted. Right. And every brokerage, whether it's the biggest, or the smallest transaction volumes are down. Some depending on what micro market you're in, but 50% or more. So we're all feeling the pain. Yet everyone just wants to talk about Compass for obvious reasons, because we are the only company that raised billion plus dollars, spent the billion plus dollars. That said, we are so close to being profitable. We are on a trajectory to be profitable probably in the next 12 to 24 months. I think it will probably be closer to 12 months, of course, depending on what this market does. Right. Uh, but we're cutting costs like everyone else, and we are keeping our costs low and, you know, yes, we were aggressive with acquisitions and yes, we were aggressive with getting the best brokers to join us with good sweetheart deals. Well, that's how you get the best brokers. Sure. But besides that, the, the Compass platform, which everyone's been knocking for 10 years, it is legit. And I've been at every good company and I know it's got, it is so good. It is so efficient. It really helps day to day uh, as an agent, whether you're a solo agent, small like me with one or two people or you're a massive team the stuff's incredible the amount of support you get for marketing and customer service incredible so uh the stock market is shitting all over us sure and most of the stock market you know whether it's uh you know 
even if it's Netflix or right. oh, Bitcoin, everything's getting beat up. Um, and that sucks. And it's awful. And I think it may take a year or two for you know Wall Street to catch up and believe in Compass again. But I think Compass is on a path to profitability. Robert Refkin is brilliant. He is he, he's totally realistic. He's in he's connected to what's going on on Wall Street, what's going on in real estate, what's going on in the global and local environment. And the culture we have is like no other, even though we're a huge company now, biggest yeah. brokerage in the country, we have a culture of no other. We're going to Atlanta for the Compass Retreat. It's like it's like having a Mardi Gras and it's inspiring yeah. and fun. Sure. So that's what's going on with the Compass. Give it, you know, I would just tell everyone, be patient. Judge Compass in two or three years and, and tell tell me, you know, right. how we did. Don't judge us now when everyone is struggling and it's bad. In terms of me personally, look, I'm always trying to grow and expand. I'm not a believer in having a big team. And I, I kind of feel like the culture of big teams and TV agents, uh, this is a big part of what Stephen Shapiro and I were, are going to talk about in our podcast because he's been doing it for 40 years. Right. You know, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, a lot of big teams, but no one's really doing any production. And, you know, right. there's hundreds of teams with 50 people, but they're not doing close to the production I'm doing with me. So right. uh, I, I'm going to keep growing and keep enjoying where I'm at. I, I've also I'm big on product productivity and efficiencies because I want to spend time with side projects, my podcast, some other entertainment and media stuff that I've recently come back to side businesses and my three kids and my wife. And I love to surf and travel and work out. So for me, a lot of it is not just maximizing how many listings and what's the maximum, you know, volume I'm trying to be as profitable as I can and as efficient as I can. And I'm just trying to perfect the recipe. And I think I, I've done a pretty good job with that. And I think a lot of, agents in the last decade have gotten away from that because it's perception. Everyone oh, wants sure. to have the highest volume and number one in the rankings. And you won't see me in there because it's just me and my numbers. You know? yeah. But the reality is I go through those rankings. If you look at our, you know, our taxes, I'm probably much more profitable than For sure. out, you know, a hundred people. But anyway, that doesn't matter. That's all yeah. ego bullshit. But I, yeah, I'm going to keep growing. And you know, the market's going through a rough time. It's going through, well, it's not so rough. It's just a transition. We were in a frenetic market for years. It's a a 10-year cycle. We're overdue. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be flat. In LA, I can only speak for LA. Right now in LA, uh, if it's a blue chip property that everyone wants in the right location, it's still getting record prices. If it's an average property or sub-average and you're priced like aspirational, like you're priced like the peak, and I think the peak's behind us, six months ago in LA, at least, if you're priced that way, then you're going to have to do substantial price reductions. But those substantial and significant price reductions create this perception that, oh my God, the market's crashing. Right. Chicken little hit the road. Yeah. It's not at all in LA. In fact, prices are holding and good price, good price properties and blue chip locations are still selling at a record. It's the average stuff that's coming down as it should. Sure. Now I don't know what it's going to look like in six months, but it's moving under our feet as we speak. Interest rates, you know, the war, all sorts of yeah. stuff. You so that's it. my long answer to, I don't even know if, I, if that was what you asked me, but I just went off on it. That's <laughs> all right. Hey, hey, you know what? I've had people come on the show and I'll ask them a similar question and I get this. Um, yeah, we think things are going to stay pretty good. 
we want to grow. So, 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 you know, come on, you know, you, you know, having a guest who can actually, you know, the, the, get to the niche deals and talk about what's really going on and, and be bold enough to give their opinion, you know, kind of a, kind of like you, you affronting and, and talking about compass. I mean, you, you, you know, you, you're just going to tell your opinion and that's all you got is all this is right. Yeah, this is me keeping it real. This is my opinion, my view. Yeah. I'm going to agree. Right. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I'm in, go ahead. I have something to say and I have an opinion and I think yeah. I am the, on the side of trying to give an objective uh, opinion, whether it's my, you know, even though it's, I have a personal stake in compass, it's still my objective opinion and the market in general. And uh, yeah, I just you know, look, try to keep it real and give people honest advice and honest information. And that's helped me build my business. So I stick right. to that. I'm going to keep sticking to that. Yeah, I, I agree. Be, you know, I'll, I'll, I think too many people, it's been too soon, so to speak, since 2007 and eight, right? I mean, and so everybody's got this imprint on their mind of, oh gosh, you know, everything's going to collapse. The sky is falling. My name's Chicken Little. I'm running for the hills. And we're not even not even close to what was going on then. Uh, and, and I can say that being someone in their 50s who was around in the 80s when interest rates were 17%. Yeah. Guess what? People still bought homes, you know? Uh, yeah. And you know, here we are at 5%. And people right. Are and people are worried because yeah, uh, the Fed rates... Right. And the retail rate is that. And it's like, oh, my God, I have a son who's getting married and they want to buy their first home. And he's like, hey, what do you think, Dad? You know, is it time? And I go, is it time? <laughs> well, are you going to have kids? What do you want? What do you want? You know, I go through the kind of the the, the the progression. And what is it about time that you were? Why are you trying timing and pricing? You know, what are we doing? We're not trading homes. This isn't the market. Right. You know, we're not buy what you like buy what you can afford buy what you're comfortable with and move exactly back in and That's so yeah. Oh, yeah exactly so no good well, tough on a son getting married but yeah i you know that is the basic <laughs> true sound advice and it's always true buy what you can afford yeah. be conservative so that if the market does go down you can ride it out if people that get in trouble are overextending Sure. And when the market drops or goes down, something negative happens, they can't afford to keep the house and then have to sell at a loss. Whether the market is going to unravel like it did in 08, uh, nobody knows. I don't have a crystal yeah. ball. It doesn't seem right. like we're not in a mortgage housing-based recession. We're just right. in a general recession. And really, when you look at the last five or six recessions, uh, real estate prices went up or, yeah. they, were, or they were down a tiny bit. Except for 08 and 09, 10 when it when it crashed. But in LA, when it crashed back then, in the blue chip LA, not Ventura, not you know, yeah. Beverly Hills, it was peak to trough, about 20% drop from the yeah. peak to the bottom of it. And then it, you know, by 2012 or so, it was kind of back 13, it probably surpassed, and then we've been going. So, yes, yeah, so you look at 100 years, you're going to see a lot of ups and downs. Sure. But long trend is up. But you got to buy for long term, you know, unless you're an investor. And if you're an investor, then you're speculating, you're taking bigger risks and you may want to pull back, you know, because it's risky right now. Yeah. And if you're an investor, you run by a separate set of rules. Totally different. 
Right. So, I mean, that's not even to me, that's not even OK. That's not a conversation we're having right now, but that's a conversation we can have over here. And here are the set of rules and this is how you do it. And I, I spoke to a guy out of Canada this morning and, you know, he he buys and sells in the United States and he flips houses and he's always concerned about this, this and what's going to happen right. by a separate set of rules. You know, his his loan to values, everything's different. Right. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, the, the average American buyer, which, you know, can range all over the place, but probably shouldn't be worrying about uh, 5% rates. <laughs> talk no, to me, talk to me at a total different time in history, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think you got to buy when it's right for you or your family right. and, and you right. can afford to get what you want. And, you know, and also you got to factor in what's the rent like rent versus buy in your market and West side of LA rent is exorbitant. I mean, I don't know. It's different in every market, but yeah. that's part of the equation. If I rent for five years and mm -hmm. I save money and buy later, I mean, look, again, no one has the crystal ball. No one knows for sure. Right. Do what you can afford, lock in a rate and a loan that it's comfortable or, or don't, if it's not comfortable, you know, right. you do it right now. I mean, that's yeah. that simple. And investors are a very different animal. And I work with a ton of investors and builders too. And it's just a different animal. And everyone right. wants a sound investment. There's no one, no, there's, nobody wants a bad investment, whether you're an investor or right. a single group. We all want to do well at our real estate. Right. And if you buy it fundamental, you know, location, 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 the cliche is true. It always will be true. Buy fundamental real estate and hold there it. You know. What do they say? Go. What is that saying? Uh, buy what you know. And buy, buy and, what do they say? Buy and hold, don't. I forget the saying. I'm blanking out. Peter Lynch. Yeah, Peter Lynch used to always say, you know, only buy what you know. Oh, don't wait to buy. Buy real estate and wait. And wait. That's there you go. Right. I love it. You just wait. Yeah. You just, just wait. wait it out. Yeah. If, if, if yeah, I mean, I I could go on and on and on about folks I talk to, just you know, from being on the show and marketing with realtors and things like that. Um, just depends where they are in life too. That's sure. what I to do with it, you know, and then there's a lot of chicken littles running around. Danny, it's been awesome. Uh, if, if someone wants to get in touch with you, uh, what's the best way to reach you? Yeah, well, first of all, I'm just going to do a shameless plug. Please check out my sure. podcast, my podcast, The Deal with Danny Brown. It's on all podcast formats, Apple, Spotify, et cetera. It's also video on YouTube. It's the blueprint for success in real estate. I have a top, a ton of top real estate agents and, uh, I mean, I'm talking elite, elite builders, real estate agents, et cetera. Today's episode, uh, season six, was Stephen Shapiro, uh, West Side Estates Agency, some of the you know, some of the biggest sales in the history of the world. He's done. Uh, so check that out. You can always find me also on Instagram at Danny Brown. Excuse me, at D Brown LA, and I'm uh, email D Brown at compass.com. Happy to you know talk to people about real estate at any time. So and website is DannyBrownLA.com. So there's Tons of ways, but please subscribe to the podcast if you're into real estate. Check it out. Leave us a comment, and if you feel like you'd be a good guest on my podcast, reach out to me. Yeah, I can definitely help you out with that as well. So, hey, Danny, thanks for taking the time today. It's been a joy. Appreciate I it. Look forward to, to talking to you again sometime. And if you are, yeah, maybe I'm going to be in Palm Beach. I yeah. get told you this uh, in about a month or so before the Compass Retreat, so we can try to get a coffee there. That'd grab be a great. Sandwich. Or even better, I know some nightclubs that stay open oh, no. at 4 a.m. And uh, there you go. and there's a lot of partying going on. But yeah, oh, you know, 
bring me back to, my, to the old me. <laughs> right? Hey, have a good one. Be safe. I'll talk to you soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. See you soon. All right. Bye-bye.